Welcome to the Highway Church Podcast. We're excited for you to join us today. To find out more about us, visit highway.com.au. I want to speak this morning about take the cap off. You know, I, I don't know if you, I, I used to be a, a little bit of a runner, not very good, but a little bit of a runner. And um, I was reading a couple of weeks ago about, is it Eliud Kipkeje, if I said it right? He ran the first marathon in under two hours. And I don't know if you've ever run long, long distance, but that is just ridiculous. The normal sprinting pace of a normal human being is, is, is around um, three minute Ks. Pulling it down if you can run a K, probably none of us here can run further than 50 meters sprinting. Well, this guy ran that pace for 42 Ks. Can you imagine that, 42 Ks. If you, if you wanna talk about someone who's lifting the lid or broken through a barrier or, 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 or changed a cap or whatever it may be, this man did it. I think that's just, I don't know how your body does it. I don't know how physically you could train yourself to do that. If you've already run any, ever run long distances, you know, the 5K mark, you feel tired. The 10K mark, you, you normally feel pretty good. The 15K mark, you're still pretty good. But when you start hitting that 15 to 20s, that the, the starts kicking in and when you get to the 30s, well, then you really start feeling it. Well, this guy was still sprinting at 30. I can't imagine how he could do it. Can I say to you today, if, you're willing to take the cap off. 10 years ago, that would have been unheard of. Nobody could break the two-hour market mark. But this guy took the cap off. And what was impossible is now possible. I can guarantee that two-hour mark will be broken again. And I can guarantee it'll be broken probably fairly regularly because someone else has gone before it and someone else has done it. Are you going to be the person that's going to take the cap off and be a difference in the people's lives around you? Because we all have it inside of us, but are we willing to jump out to put the effort and the faith in to get there? You know, I was, I was reading another story during the week, and I don't know if you've ever read back in the old days, they used to have flea circuses. And what they used to do was they used to trap fleas, and don't ask me how you trap fleas. But they'd put them in a, in a, in a jar, and they'd put the lid on the jar. And when they, when they first put the fleas in the jar, the, the fleas would jump, and they would hit the lid, and they would hit the lid, and they'd hit the lid. And this would go on for ages, where they were jumping up and hitting the lid. But eventually, the fleas would jump, and they'd just stop before they hit the lid. And then that would go on for a long time because fleas just jump. I don't know why they jump, but they jump. And they jump and they wouldn't quite hit the lid over and over again. Well, what would happen was when they took the lid off, guess what happened? No. They'd only jump to exactly where they were before. Even though they were free, they would jump to that lid. They would not jump out. They'd had a restriction put upon them that they thought that was a limit. And they thought they couldn't go past that limit. But lo and behold, when the restriction was taken off, and there was no restriction anymore, their mindset still said, I can't jump past that lid. And that's where they sat for the rest of their lives, with just jumping to that level. So when they were in the flea circus, they wouldn't jump out. But what lids have been put on us? What words have been spoken to us? What's happened in our lives that's put a lid on that God wants to pull off that lid and prize off that lid off us? Or maybe undo that cap that we feel is too tight and we can't undo it. Well, I'm gonna, hopefully this morning, we're gonna talk about how we can take the lid off and the cap off and move into a life that God always wanted for us because Jesus, if we're going to follow what his, the life that he ran and, and while he was on, on, on earth, then why can't we do it too? We always say, but he was God, but he was fully man. Just like us, fully man. I read in Hebrews about the race of faith, and it says, Therefore we also, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin that so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. That could be a two-hour marathon. 
Looking unto Jesus, the author, that means he's the originator of our faith. That means you are planned, you are destined before you even existed. And the finisher of our faith, that means he already knows what we're going to be like. Can we trust him? Because he's the author and the finisher of our faith. Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God, interceding on our behalf forever. You know, we don't need to be capped anymore. Because Jesus, can you imagine? He's designed you for purpose. He's designed you to carry out a task. And if he's designed you for that task, do you think he can carry out that task? So shouldn't we trust him that whatever is set before us, we can overcome whatever is our lives? We might be going through pain. We might not be healed straight away, but I can tell you what, we can live joyfully through that pain. We might live in, in a financial success, but even though our finances aren't that great, we can still live in success. And Kupara is not here, is she? She is, if you, if you met her, you've got to meet her. She's living in her car half the time, and yet I've never seen a woman smile so much in all my life. We think we have to have things to be happy. We do not. We just have to have God and believe in him. We don't need to be capped by what the world throws on us. Stop for a second. What is capping you this morning? I guarantee something popped into your brain. Something popped into your brain. What is capping you this morning? That thing that just popped into your brain, are you going to say, God, I'm going to make the choice that that is not going to cap me any longer. I'm going to make a choice. I'm not going to be like that flea that decides to live under that cap for the rest of my life, but I'm going to jump out of the limitations on my life and go where no one has gone before, just like Star Trek. I'm going to be the one that's going to go somewhere where no one else has been. I'm going to be the one that's going to push through the barriers where no one else has been. Because no one walks your race. You're the one who walks your race. So the first point I want to bring up is the first cap we've got. We all make excuses um, about... The things that have been put on us, it's too hard. It's too hard for us to go to those areas because there's too much pain involved. And so I'm just going to put them in a bin. I'm going to put a lid on them. And that's where they're going to stay. Because it's just too hard. Maybe I've been there once or twice before and it hasn't worked for me. And so these limitations, I'm putting them in the bin. And I'm going to put the lid on and I'm going to pursue God. But they're in this bin and they're just going to stay there. Well, that is the cap and the limitation that God doesn't want you to have in your life. We were up at conference this week, and if you know Brendan, uh, he helps with the kids' church. He was trying to open a bottle of something, and he was walking down the street, and he was trying to open this bottle and trying to open this bottle, and he just couldn't do it. And he said, can anyone open this bottle for me? Well, Claire says, I can open the bottle for you. (laughs) So she gets this thing and just goes, crack, straight open, and opens the bottle. (laughs) Brendan had mud on his face. But I'm going to be to his defense. It wasn't that his strength, it was just he was turning it the wrong way. <laughs> but what is the cap? You know, there's a cap in our lives that our, our psyche says, just like Brendan's, he, he tried and he tried, but he said after a while, I can't take this cap off because it's too hard. But really, he could have taken the cap off, but something in his brain said, because I've tried and it didn't work, I can't take this cap off. Well, lo and behold, he pulled someone else into his world who had been there and the cap came off. Do you know, this is why we do church. This is why we're in church. Can I tell you, I don't know how people survive by possibly not studying their word, not reading their praying much during the week and not turning up to church regularly. 
I don't know how you survive because I need people in my world that can come up to me when I'm hurt, when I'm in pain, and they can take that cap off me, take the limitation off me, off me again where I can jump higher than whatever I thought was possible. It says in Hebrews 4.14, Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has ascended into heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. Let us approach God's throne of grace with confidence that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. We've got a priest who has been there, he's done that. I heard a well-known preacher say one thing that Jesus ne never went through, and that was bringing up kids. <laughs> but let me tell you, he's been through everything else. Everything else. You know, Jesus, we know he's, he's done it all, he's been there, he's been through everything we could ever imagine, and he overcame. And because he did it, he can, we can, he can empathize with us, and he can fill us with everything we need to be as victorious as he was. Because he's already been there. He's already run the two-hour marathon. He's already crossed that finish line. He's already beaten the 42 Ks in under two hours. And that means we can too. Jesus, he's our comforter. He sent the Holy Spirit down for us. And because the Holy Spirit is down with us, he comforts us, he enables us, he helps us to live a life that's successful for him. So God has sent his son so there can be breakthrough. And these labels that have been put upon us do not have to be labels any longer. They don't have to hold us back any longer because Jesus has already been the breakthrough for us. What labels does, does God put upon you? You're a son. You're a daughter. You're loved. You're his beloved. You're accepted. You've been healed. You've been set free. You've been delivered. I don't know how many other labels we could put on us, but if we got up in the morning and we made those face statements, this is who I am, and we walked out those face statements, what would our lives be like? And really, what is our belief system? When I'm saying those words again, once again, what popped in your mind? Do you say, yes, yes, yes? Or is this thought running in your mind saying, that's not me? Because that's a cap. That's a cap in your life that you do not have to live under any longer. The caps can be removed and you can be set free. We just have to learn to press into what God has for us, what he says for us, and to move into who we should always should be. The cap has been removed. Can you imagine who this God is? He actually holds the world together. If he wasn't here, there would be no love. No love. He's the very breath in our lungs. If God's light was removed from this earth, there'd be no light. He is already, and all around us, and we do men's on Thursdays, and we're doing a bit of a study at the moment. I'm getting the guys to go home and to fill out a, a journal. And the guys are coming back with revelations. And one of them came back and he said, I started down this journal, and he went down the, ra the, the rabbit hole till he came to the conclusion that God was right beside him. And as he said this to me, he broke down in tears because he suddenly had a revelation for his life that God was actually there. He wasn't this faraway God, but he was this God that was actually right beside him, encouraging him, pushing him forward, saying, go on, 
Encourage him, go on to the next task. Go on to do the next thing. I'm with you. I'll never leave you, forsake you. And because he said, he'd only known it for a week, but he said somehow his life had changed. He found himself doing two things. The first thing, he couldn't go to the places he used to because he suddenly realized that God was right beside him. Second thing that happened, he found himself going to places he never could before because he realized God was beside him. Can we do the same thing? God is right beside us. He's, he's encouraging us, go, 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 move for me. And we're going to move for him. There was a young man called Daniel in the Bible. And if you've been in church, I take it most of you have been in church for a while. This young man was taken away from the society, lived him in, in Israel, and taken by Nebuchadnezzar to Babylon. And he was put in, in the king's court and he was taught the customs of the land. He was fed the food or tried to feed him the food of the land. They taught him in the philosophies of the land. They tried to change his mindsets and who he was. But Daniel purposed in his heart, and this is from Daniel 1.8, he purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portions of the king's meat. They tried to eat him the king's meat, which had been offered to idols, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore he requested of the prince of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. Even though he's in a foreign country, in a foreign land, away from his God supposedly, he purposed in his heart that he would not change. He purposed in his heart. A lot of us, the battlefield is in the mind, but the emotions are in the heart. And when our heart is attuned to God and we purpose to follow God with all our heart, all our mind too and all our strength, but all our heart, it tends to drag us in a direction towards him. When you think about God, does it bring up emotions? Does it bring up emotions of love and kindness? Does it bring up emotions of, the, of how good he is for me and how strong he is on my behalf? Because that's our heart. Do we believe that the lies that we have in our life and our situation changes God's authority and power in our life or his mercy and grace? Because I know it doesn't. Would we want to cap the power of God in our lives because of personal circumstances? I do not want to. Are you willing to have God remove this bin, the lid off this bin, to allow him to go to the places that maybe you haven't been to for a while? And, and I'm not just talking to Christians who have been, had a faith for a year. I'm talking to Christians who have had faith for 20, 30 years. And you're still going through the same problem, the same old thing over and over and over again. Well, it's time to take that cap off. It's time to allow God in and touch the things that you've never touched before. Are you willing to be washed? This is one of the statements we, we had. You know, Peter, when Jesus bowed down, bowed down to, to wash his feet, he said, no, I'm going to wash your feet. But Jesus wanted to wash his feet because Jesus wanted them clean. He wants to wash your feet. He wants to wash your minds. He wants to wash your hearts. He wants you clean so he can be used for him. So if you're going to go down into your bucket, take the lid off, what would you find in there? And I just wrote down a few things in there. They should be on the screen behind us, hopefully. You know, fear. Do you live in fear? We all have fear of some description in our life, but are willing to come in and, and pull that away. The bitterness from the rejection and the hurts that's come in your life. Have you ever met an old person who's just bitter? You know, they're either sweet or they're bitter, and the bitter ones, you know that they've made the choice somewhere in their life not to forgive. We don't want to live in bitterness. The hurt and the pain. 
Are we going to relinquish that to the cross and not hold it any longer? You know, the next hour after it happens, can we go to God and say, God, I'm going to take this to the cross and get rid of this hurt and this pain that's upon me, the rejection. Maybe the rejection that your, your mum and dad said to you 30 or 40 years ago is still hanging on to you. Are you going to be willing, and it might be a process to get rid of this, but are you willing for God to take off the lid of this bin and to do something about it to set you free? You find, maybe your finances are just holding you back. Something really simple. Maybe you should start tithing and find out where God's blessing is going to be in your finances. Take a step of faith. The pain, the physical pain in your life. Are you willing to say, God, no matter what pain is in my life, I believe I'm healed. I believe I'm set free. But even if there's pain in my life, I'm still going to press into you no matter what may happen, no matter what's in my life. Your low self-esteem because you've made a choice, because the caps that people have put upon you, you believe the words that they said, you believe the lies, will start to read the Word of God and say who you really are. And I can guarantee you won't have any low self-esteem any longer. The family culture that you grew up in, we see this so many times in marriages. Young people, if you're just getting married or you're going to get married, can I give you one word of advice? Look at your mum and dad. And all the bad things you know about your mum and dad, sit down and forgive them for every single thing they've done wrong for you. Forgive them, forgive them, forgive them, because the, the, unfortunately what will happen is you'll go round the roundabout and you'll find yourself doing exactly the same things they did. Forgive, forgive, forgive. Your past. Your past is your past. Why would we want to let our past dictate our future? Why would we want to do that? Our past is our past. Are we going to leave that in the past and run into our future? Transition can be the hardest place of all. Transition is the place of where we feel insecure. We don't know what our foothold is. But in that transition time is the place where we can feel closest to God. When we take the lid off, it's going to be painful. It's going to be it's not going to be comfortable, but transition is the fun part. When I used to run my race and I was coming down the, the last bit of the race and you had like 200 metres to go and, and you do not want to run those last 200 metres. But all of a sudden, because there's people cheering down either side as you're running, running home, you make yourself run those. It doesn't matter what you feel like, you just make yourself run that last bit. I can tell you now, when, when, this, when you do this, the body is going to be screaming at you, I don't want to go any longer, I don't want to go there. You've got to make yourself run those last 200 metres because when you've crossed the finish line, I can t it's amazing. All of a sudden you feel fantastic. You stop. And you only have to stop for 10 seconds and even though you feel drained, you feel fantastic. Are you going to push through that rejection and that hurt and that fear, allow God to come and maybe you need to go to prayer ministry? Maybe you need to sit down with your Bible and, and find out every scripture that says who you really are and write them down and say, this is who I am. Start to step into your life. We have prayer every Sunday, and I know that, that God comes in by the Holy Spirit and he does some supernatural stuff in our lives. But we still have to put the, the good stuff in. We go home and we, we read the word, we pray. Can we run for perseverance, the race that is set before us? We've got the scripture that we've been saying for two years now. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than we could ask or think or imagine and according to the power that is at work within us. Oh, are we going to step into that power that is at work within us? Take our eyes off what's going on in this world and start to think, what am I going to do for you, God? We can be the very ones that usher in a move of God. 
Maybe you're not going to be that one straight away that's going to part the Red Sea. Maybe you're not going to be the one straight away that's going to raise the dead. But let me tell you, you can walk outside and you can give a cake to your neighbour or you can pray for your friend or you can start off doing something and, and you never know, in a few years' time, you might be parting Red Seas. Maybe you could be the one that's, that's raising the dead. Endless possibilities in our lives if we take the cap off but are willing to take the cap off in some situations, step into the uncomfortable to deal with these issues and to step into what God wants for us. You know, Jeremiah says in 29, 13 and 14, it says, but you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. And what's even better is it says, I will be found of you. Do you want to find your God? When you seek him, you'll find him. I know I have days where I just don't, I don't feel God around me. I don't feel anything and I still chase him. Well, you chase him because eventually you'll feel him again. Eventually you'll find him again. What is, the, what is the move of God for you at the moment? Is it just I'm going to pray every morning? Pastor Anne brought a message last week where she talked about the New Hebrides and the revival and two women who prayed all night for I don't know how long brought in a move of God and there was a revival through the whole of the New Hebrides. Two faithful people who prayed. Are you going to be one of those two that are going to pray here for Highway Gilston and the Gold Coast and your family and whatever it may be and bring about a revival in whatever situation you need? There was another man in the Bible. Talk about quickly. King David. Samuel left after Saul had... Uh, done the wrong thing and, and he goes out, he fills his horn full of oil and he goes out looking for the new king and he, he gets sent to the house of Jesse and Jesse brings out his seven sons, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven and he says, no, 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 no and he says, there's got to be another son and so he says, yes, I've got one more out in the field. A lot of commentators say that, that David was thought to be illegitimate and so he was out in the field, he, he wasn't really expected, as, he wasn't even counted as one of the sons when Jesse brought him in he was rejected because he was left out in the fields tending the sheep. And while he was out left out in the fields tending the sheep and nobody rejected out in the fields, you'd say he was a nobody. But while he's out in the fields looking after the sheep, a bear comes along. And what does he do to that bear? He kills it. A lion comes along. And even though he's rejected and hurt and, and not feeling very good, the bear comes up and, and he kills the, kills the bear. Then the lion comes up and he kills the lion. Because God never left him. Just because he felt bad and just because situations were putting him down and, and wanting to cap him in his life about who he was, I'm bigger than that. I'm bigger than this lion. I'm bigger than this bear. They might come in and they might want to take these, my sheep away from me. They're my sheep. But I'm not going to let this bear take this sheep kill the sheep I'm the boss in this situation come on everybody are you going to be the ones who are going to kill the bear and kill the lion and then what happens because he was faithful out in the fields where no one sees him his father Jesse calls him in and Samuel anoints him with oil because he was faithful because he has a heart for God Jesse was a worshipper he played the liar. I mean, Jesse, David was a worshiper. David was a warrior. No matter what happened, he was going for God. Are we going to be worshiping warriors for God today? The ones who are going to go down and worship him with all our hearts, but also 
get our feet dirty going out and slaying that bear and slaying that lion and whatever it may be in our lives. Pulling down the strongholds of the enemy around our lives and, and raising up God in our lives. That is who we should be. So can you imagine there's another bin beside us? And this bin carries new life and freedom. If we only knew what was in this bin, if we could see what was in this bin, Nick, are you ready? Because this bin is full of light. It's full of power. It's full of authority. It's full of who we were always meant to be. It's full of the person we are. This is who we are. If we had this blinding light of God shining upon our eyes, everything else becomes dim in the light of Jesus. Everything else becomes dim because all we can see is this light and now you've got black dots across your eyes. <laughs> because the light of heaven lights up everything. The light of heaven changes everything. In reality, in fact, these bins are the same bin. You and me, that's who we are. Continually struggling between the new life and freedom and the old life with all the labels we had in it. But I can tell you, what happens if we take all these old labels and we put them in this bin? What happens? Simple message this morning. He turns our fear that used to hold us back, decapitate us, cripple us. It's really nothing in the light of who he is because now we've got faith. And faith can overcome the fear that's in our lives. Maybe there's bitterness from all the hurt that's gone on, but let me tell you, God's love trumps every part of bitterness. His love, love trumps everything, and if you haven't felt his love, I'd encourage you this morning, we can have a bit of time, hopefully, into the service, to, that you can feel his love upon your life. If you don't know him, his love's there for you. If you're hurt, if you only knew how much he, he, he's got emotions, and I can guarantee you he cries for you in heaven. The compassion that he has for you, because he loves you so, so much. If you're rejected, you don't have to be capped by that rejection any longer. You can find freedom. You can find true love in our Savior that's going to set you free. If you're hurt physically, he can heal you. If you're hurt emotionally, he can heal you. If you're hurt spiritually, he has already healed you. That was already done for you on the cross. Let me tell you, all of this stuff is already done. We just have to appropriate it in our lives. If you have got no self-esteem, he can give you confidence. I used to be as a young boy, wouldn't say boo to anybody, a stutterer, could not string one or two words together when I was a teenager. And I decided to get up on the soapbox and go preach. And I did. And do you know what was amazing? Every time I stood up to speak, my stuttering disappeared. And then when I, when I hopped back down, my stuttering came back, but eventually the stuttering disappeared. Let me encourage you, step out in faith. Don't believe what's been put upon you. Family pain. You've got a new family. Look to the person next to you. That's your family. This is your heavenly family. You've got, a, you've got an earthly family as well, but this is the family that will look after you if you want to step in. 
and your past. Your past is gone. Do you believe that on the cross, your sins were thrown into the sea of forgetfulness and now you have a future and a hope. You don't have to be controlled by your past any longer. Can we all put one hand out this morning? Can you imagine that God is putting everything he has of him on your hand, the love, the mercy, the grace, the compassion, the power, the authority, the strength, everything that he had is on your hand. Now I want to get you to put, that on the, put your hand on the back of the, the person next to you. Can you do that? Slap it. Everybody's got a hand on their back. Now what you're doing, as a family down here at Gilston, all the power and the authority that, is in, in, that has been given to you, I want you to imagine that that power and authority is being transferred to the person next to you. God, I pray right now, Lord, as we're sitting here right now, I ask that, God, there be a transference, a download from heaven upon every person in this place, Lord, I pray. I ask, Lord God, just as a hand on every single person, I pray that your hand would come and touch every single one, Lord, I pray. And God, the things that we've held in the bad bin, Lord God, would seem to fall off into significance, Lord God, in the light of your mercy and grace. So now, Lord, let it come. Let it come upon each and every one, Lord, I pray for the very touch of heaven upon us all, Lord, as we sit here this morning. Each and every one of us, Lord, I pray, a divine touch that, God, we might not feel anything, Lord God, but we'd leave this place different because we've had an encounter with you. So God, I believe that you're sitting here right beside us, close in the air we breathe. And as we've got a hand on our back this morning, that is your hand on our back, encouraging us, pushing us forward or, or encouraging us forward into what you have for us. So today, you're willing to let God take the lid off the pain that you can't. Because Ephesians 3 verse 20 yet again says, now as him who is able to do far more abundantly than we could ask or think or imagine according to the power that's at work within us. If you want power this morning, the power to carry out what God wants you to do. I'm running out of time real quick. We're gonna sing a song, whether it's a praise song or a worship song, whatever it may be. If you want that power, I'd like you to come forward and we're gonna pray that power is gonna come upon you to break strongholds to break strongholds in your life and to break strongholds in other people's lives as well. We were never meant to live a mundane life. Even, even if for you as a mother, just being able to raise your kids in a godly home and have your kids grow up to know Jesus, let me tell you, sometimes that's just enough. So for some others, it's, it's to go out there and to win this world for Christ. But whatever it is, God's gonna enable you to carry out what, what you need to do in your life. I don't know if everyone knows Jesus here, but if you don't know him, you've never experienced true freedom. I know for me, that, that moment where I gave my life to Jesus, something happened. Something happened deep down in here and I can't explain it, but something happened, I was a different person. If you wanna experience that today, I'd love you to experience that. Is there anyone here that feels like that, that would love to experience the freedom that God has? Anybody, if you raise your hand, I'm going to pray for you this morning. Anybody here this morning, thank you. Anyone else this morning? Anyone else? Thank you, Lord. You come up, we're going to pray.
pray for you too while we pray for the others. And for the ones who have gone round the roundabout multiple times, if you want prayer this morning, we're going to pray that you're going to be free this morning. God's going to break something off you, that something's going to leave you and there's something fresh that's going to be put into your life today. Let's sing to our God this morning. Can we all stand?